0: Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve.
1: Okay, the floor is yours. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you.
2: Thank you very much. Uh, uh, yes, I'm marie paul I'm a sexaholic, and I'm also a multiple addict, and I'm a codependent. And um First, <laughs> I want to surrender myself and that fear because I'm here. I'm I'm just feeling my heart beating now. Uh, <laughs> uh, I ha- I have I have chosen the topic of gratitude because I find it for me in in this kind of challenging time uh, that uh, we are now and I'm now. I find it a really important tool and, um, and yes, it is, it is a way for me to, to turn away from my fears that are again and again, coming up, uh, around, uh, the situation with COVID-19 and then, uh, also, uh, around my stress that I'm, uh, I'm kind of uh, at my working place it's uh, a very difficult we have a very difficult time we have some so much delay and uh, and we are all overwhelmed and so I find that the topic of that the tool of gratitude is really for me uh, has become even a more important tool right now and uh, I just want to start uh, looking back at uh, a little bit back at my story. I'm actually coming from a very dark place. I think my sexaholism started uh, early in my childhood and it was connected uh, to a way of refusing to live. I I just didn't want to I didn't want to live. I had this I don't know, this huge resentment and rebellion in myself, although I wasn't conscious of it uh, when I was a child. And uh, it was when I was nine years old that I um, was playing with other children, we discovered uh, pornographic magazines. And for me, I immediately, when I look back, I was immediately hooked in the way that I started having sexual fantasies and this was for me the escape from reality and where i could also uh, live my rebellion where i could do whatever i wanted and um so i started very early also uh when I, well, I felt I, I experienced very early my powerlessness because at that time I was nine years old and I was in, in church being prepared, I was raised as a Catholic being, pre- being prepared for first communion. And I had these sexual fantasies, um, during this time and I started feeling gu- guilty, fighting it. And I experienced my obsession becoming stronger and, um, so this went, uh, on and, uh, again, many problems raised for me, uh, during teenage age, because I just noticed that, uh, because of already my developed sex, sexaholism with, um, prevented me from relating to other people. I just noticed how isolated I was and, um, and, I actually was very focused on my body because I wanted to be attractive. So I I started being an anorexic and there I lived the same obsession that I had before by uh, just um, counting calories and uh, being obsessed about my my body and losing all sense of reality. I was near, I, I nearly died. I had, was very underweight at the age of 18. I couldn't walk stairs and I nearly died. And then in some voice told me maybe I should start eating again. And then I tried to reorganize my life, but the obsession in my mind, uh, a uh, stayed and I became, and I gained some weight and I, uh, at some, I remember some evening I, uh, I turned back to my sexaholism and started masturbation. And I noticed that I could replace, that my obsession with food could be replaced with masturbation. And since then I was again in, um, in my sexoholic uh, sex- sexaholism, which continued, um, uh, getting worse. Uh, Afterwards, I, I, I started affairs and I was completely out of control. Um, What also happened to me during that time is that I became very depressive and I became suicidal. I was on the bridge um, two times. I was, uh, I had obsessive thoughts about Committing suicide for, for several years. Um, and I had started already doing things, you know, going to 12 step programs, like for my eating disorders and, and other 12 step programs. But I, I just didn't get better. My, um, uh, I, I was just, uh, I had periods of abstinence with masturbation and then again uh I I acted out. So I I got uh I was really I I was re- I got really depressed and I nearly couldn't I, I, I just nearly my, my life had become unmanageable. I came to SA while I was still in a relationship with a, a man who he himself came to SA because he, he also, um, uh, said that he was a sexaholic and, uh, I was holding on to this relationship. I didn't want to surrender completely and, um, I got sober for a few years. I, I tried very hard to do it myself, to do a lot of service, and I, I, I tried very hard, but I wasn't really, really. I, I wasn't able also to to surrender completely. And it was um, it was uh, when I separated uh, from. Uh, Finally, I separated, and I got involved in another emotional affair. This was also part of my sexoholism, the emotional dependency. And uh, and I, after I think I was five years sober, I I relapsed, and my relapse was really uh, very painful, and brought me again to this place of wanting to die, which actually had never left me. And um I got so depressed and I and it was at that time that I experienced really uh deep despair. And this was a great chance for me (laughs) because I finally got willing to ask to really ask for help and to start to really start working the steps with my with my whole heart and um well, I got a sponsor, I got a sponsor and, um, I, I got, I, after, mm, I think it was two, maybe even four years of, of relapse, maybe three years of relapse, uh, that I got sober again and, uh, and slowly my, uh, life started changing, uh, it was very painful at the beginning, it was very hard at the beginning, but uh, my life became uh, slowly better and I remember one day I woke up and instead of having this terrible fear that I always felt when I woke up in the mornings, I started feeling some joy. And um, for me, uh, this is really a miracle and When I look back at my, my story, um, I think I am, I, I can only be, I can only be grateful because I really have been given a new, I have, I have the gift of a new life. I also, I'm so grateful. So that I have been protected, uh, like it is in the daily renewal. I have been protected from the full consequences of my lust because, and I have been protected for, um, uh, f- from my suicidal, um, uh, intentions. Um, because I was really very close and I was very, very destructive towards my body. I also, for instance, I was, um, violent towards myself i scratched my face i pulled out my hair because i i I just had so many so much anger in myself and i just acted it out on my body well this is well i think the whole uh, you know the whole destructive um um Characteristics uh, or ways of of behaviors that I have are part of my sexoholism. And, um, I am, I am really so grateful to my higher power because not, uh, well, I think the, the, the greatest gift is really my sobriety because it was, it's really like a new beginning. And and later on, I got so many other gifts. For instance, um, you know, my suicidal thoughts, my obsession around death and committing suicide, finally stopped. And I, I started. Well, as I have already said, I started feeling more joy. I also, uh, I have. I once was in uh, on a retreat. It was uh, after I had become sober. I had um, I experienced that my higher power, that God, really wanted me to live and called me back into this life. And this really changed. I I don't know. It changed. it it was a big change in myself because after that I was, um, I started just being more alive, more myself, more, more, uh, I think more what, what God wanted me to be. Um, I am, um, I am also very grateful because through working the steps, my relationship, uh, not only to myself, because finally I had, bec- uh, I have become loving towards myself. I always hated myself, really. I hated my body. I hated myself. I hated my whole being. And I have become just more loving towards myself in the way that I accept myself better. I have, uh, that I can just leave myself quiet, that I just can have humor around my defects that I have become less self-centered. Um although like (laughs) you know today again I I had some self-centered fear. Um yeah and but it also my my um my my relationship to God changed. I started having more Trust, uh, I, I started having a deeper relationship and I started enjoying um, the contact with my higher power and opening more for, uh, for the love from my higher power. And also, my relationship changed. Um, I was in hell. I'm I'm at my working place since this year. It's 31 year, so it was still during my acting out time when I started there, and I had a lot of conflicts with many colleagues. I wanted to leave. I was always looking for another job. I I was acting out my anger. I was just for me. Uh, I was also because of my flirt, flirt, flirting flirtatious way of being with colleagues. I I provoked a lot, a lot of um, anger in uh, in a colleague of mine. And coming entering the the office in the morning, I was um, uh, I was feeling like going into hell i hated it i hated my colleague so i came i'm there too i was in a very dark and destructive place and now it's just um you know i just feel it, it it's just just the opposite <laughs> i love going to my work i love my colleagues i i love uh, the job i'm doing And I'm, I'm just, I just feel, uh, I just feel happy. Um, and so my, my relationships, my relationship to my colleagues changed and what is very important for me, my relationship to my parents. Now my father died, uh, one year, nearly two years ago. And, uh, and to my mom, I, I spend a lot of time with my mom. I'm taking care of her. She's 87 years old. And this is also a miracle for me that I, I I'm feeling love for, for her in my heart. I need a lot of support because um, my relationship with my mom was very difficult. And at uh, the same as I hated me, I hated her. And now I, um, I, I'm just trying to be as loving as I can, and. What I'm doing is um, I am always bookending my relationship with well my contact with her before I contact her and after I'm I'm uh, just uh, checking in shortly with a friend from the program and it helps me enormously to um, uh, to um, to see. My contact with my mom as service to my higher power. And it's really working. I, um, I really love her now. And, uh, I like, I like it when she spends time with, her, with me. Uh, she, when well, I'm cooking for her also at the weekends. And, um, I don't know. <laughs> it has, be- my relationship to her has become as better as, well, as good as uh, it has never been so good before. Um, so I think uh, with all that, you know, I'm, I'm really full of gratitude uh, at first place to, towards my, my high, higher power who gave me uh, a new life and to also support me uh, in my daily life. Is uh, there in my daily life? Um, and, you know, and even you know, in these challenging situations, I I love stories. So there is uh, there is this story. Uh, maybe you have heard it before, but I, for me it's very important. You know, there was um, there was um, uh, a lady who is, who came to a concert with her with her uh, um, five year or six year old son. And, uh, before, and when the performance, uh, should start, uh, the, the boy had disappeared. And so the lights turned out and, and, um, curtain opened, uh, and then, uh, the boy was sitting at the piano and playing, um, children's song. And at that, uh, at that uh, moment, this famous mu- musician came in and he sat beside the boy and uh, uh, joined in and made out of this children's melody a masterpiece. And for me, this is kind of a symbol how I experience my higher power <laughs> In my life, also with my sobriety, I I get more and more aware um, that it is my my high, that it is God who keeps me sober, not me. Of course, I have to play maybe this little song and participate in this way. I have to participate. I have to show up. I have to be honest. I have to use the tools. But at the end, it is uh, it is God who. Who does the main work? Where I have, I, where I am completely powerless, and and for me, the gift of powerlessness is also something I'm very grateful for, because it is so important uh, for me to uh, to recognize it, uh, to acknowledge it, and uh, to to admit it, and to acknowledge it, and to accept it, because it's like. The door that opens my heart and uh, my arms for my higher power, because uh, only when I am really admitting my my powerlessness, I must uh, you know I am I am able to let really God completely into my life. Thank you. I got it. Uh, <laughs> um. I think well. I yeah, yes, and then well, maybe I say something about uh, about the, this tool of of gratitude. What I did now is really a, a review of my of my story and uh, seeing so many blessings in my life now. And uh, the, this tool of gratitude is very important for me also in in my day to day life in the evening. That I uh, that I look at my day and uh, name the blessings that I have, and there are so many. Uh, there are always many blessings, although <laughs> so the day might seem uh, really difficult and stressful and exhausting and not good at all. But if I take some time, I I just uh, for I I just see. I I can't, (laughs) I I can't uh, prevent myself from seeing things. For for instance, you know, I have everything I need on a material uh, level. I am protected. I haven't had a car accident today. I am very grateful also for For the fellowship, I'm, I'm very grateful for this opportunity. Now I feel gratefulness before I felt fear, but (laughs) very grateful for the opportunity to share with you and because it helps me to, to really, um, deepen my sense of gratitude for today. Um, yes, I'm, I'm also maybe one last thing I, I want to share is that um, but it's also what is really helpful is to share my gratitude with others because there are, there are these tools of gratitude list sharing it with other WhatsApp groups with uh, gratitude which is also uh, kind of um, very I think it's helpful to share it with, with others um.
3: Hi this is Luke Hi, Marie-Paul, thank you for your share. Um, It's very helpful because um, as you started, I do feel a lot of fear at the moment about my current situation. It's partly because of the situation in the world, the coronavirus crisis, but also on the personal level. My question to you is... Could you please um, tell in detail how you work this gratitude tool in your day or week? Do you write gratitude lists? Do you share them with somebody? Do you speak them out while you're showering? How do you do that? Thank you.
2: Um, thank you, Luke. Um, I, uh, For the moment, I'm doing it in the evening, in the evenings just when i review my day i do it uh, while i'm praying uh, i'm not sharing it with other with others i had well but it's changing i had a time where i was writing it into my journal i had a time when i was sharing it with somebody i'm also uh, doing doing the daily renewal and i'm sharing it uh, there um, i don't know so there there i i'm also sharing it you know with my check-in partner for for instance in the contact with my mom i'm always very grateful when uh the when the contact i had that day with my mom went well i'm very uh, and i'm sharing that also uh, after i had peace with my mom so and and I'm doing it in the evenings, changing for the moment. It's like that. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Thank you,
4: Maripol.
1: you muted, Daniel. Thanks, Francis. Jackie, your hands up. Go ahead.
5: Hi, I'm Jackie. I'm a sexaholic. Hey Marie Paul, thanks uh, thanks for your share and uh, lovely to see you. Missing you at the EVA conventions. <laughs> uh, wow, wow! Thank you so much for your uh, your story. You know, wow, coming from that dark place and uh, what an amazing recovery. You know, and I can identify uh, I- I- with with myself in in sexualism. I came from another, um, also from another addiction. But uh, recovering from my sexualism, I really felt that deep depression, and uh, and deep, deep, deep loneliness. And I could also identify in what you said. You know, I I myself I'm also a very fearful person. And it was just two years ago with uh, a work situation, and I went for professional help. That I realized how self. You know, how self-centered that fear was. The focus was only on me, me, me. Every small thing was just like in a, you know, blown up in my head. And that was the only thing that I could uh, could think about. So um, thanks for uh, sharing on that. I can identify with that. And thank you for uh, sharing with us, uh, Marie-Paul. Bye-bye and all the best.
1: Thank you. Uh, Denise, I see your hand is up.
6: Hi everybody, my name is Denise and I'm a sexaholic and really grateful to be here. Um, it was so nice to hear your story Mary Paul um, and so nice to see you um, I'm really grateful that you're in my life and I was really touched by your spiritual awakening, you know, your approach to uh, your relationship with your mother and getting over, you know, that lack of love and and turning it into love and that idea of the image of the musician on the stage, you know, and um, really, really nice for me to hear that. I would struggle sometimes with the higher power, you know, and um it's really nice, yeah, to, to to get that. So I feel really relaxed and full of love at the moment. So thank you so much for your story and deal with that. Thanks, Denise.
1: Thanks Denise. I don't have any virtual hands up. So first come first serve. The floor is still open for shares or, Oh, Lee, your hand just went up.
7: Hi, my name's Lee and I'm a real sexaholic. Uh, I really appreciate the share. It is probably as close to my story As I have heard, at least recently, uh, the uh, beginning of sexaholism as a small child and the combination with an eating disorder are things that both started with me at about five and six years old, and it caused a life of secrecy and separation from people. Uh, I was also having these uh, terrible depressions and wanting to die. And I, I I, wanted to tell you that I really appreciated that. Uh, I'm 71 years old, so I was growing up in the 1950s and 60s, and nobody knew what to do with me or didn't even recognize I was sick, actually. And I wondered uh, uh, when it was, it was 1986 before I found 8 of recovery. I was wondering when it was and how you found Eating disorder and sexual recovery because that was out of my reach when I was in my disease. So, uh, maybe you could share on when and how you found 12 step recovery because it was elusive to me. So, that's all. Thanks.
1: Did you want to respond, uh,
2: Marie? Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, well, I, um, my first contact with 12 Steps, with the 12 steps was in 1987. Uh, I heard a speaker um, from AA, just by coincidence, and I could completely identify uh, with my With with my drug, (laughs) it's a mechanism of addiction. That was the first time. And uh, I came to SA in 1995. That was the first time. Um, And I was sober till 2000, and then I relapsed and I got sober in 2004. was it uh, just the date that I um, uh, that I was asked for? I didn't really. I don't really know if I um, did. I did, Do I uh, have I answered the question?
7: Yes, you, you did. I I was asking also. Uh, I, I I I know how you were introduced to uh, the uh, twelve steps, but how uh, was it that you? Ah uh, were introduced specifically to SA and uh, food recovery those are those are things that I found it hard to find in the nineteen 19- yeah yes we, well, with food recovery when i
2: uh, Uh, with food recovery when i uh well that was in uh, actually in in 1987 when i met this woman from aa and she shared about the steps and i tried to work a little bit uh, the steps with uh, her help on my eating disorder, but this wasn't not, was not enough and there were no meetings uh, in in luxembourg at that time And I came, I came then to rehab, uh, to, in, I went to rehab to Germany and it was a 12 step clinic. And there I heard the first time I, that was in 1989. And there I heard the first time about sex addiction also. And I thought, I think I have a problem with that. But then, uh, I put it away. I denied it, and uh, it was only later than, um, well, and and I I went actually I I after this uh, this rehab I went to a meeting to a uh, meeting for food addiction. I went to uh, I drove to Germany. It was one hour drive, uh, one hour and a half I think uh, drive. Uh, one way and I went, uh, I went there once a week. And then, uh, well, later, uh, I had this boyfriend and, uh, and, and he, he saw himself as a sex addict. And I saw myself as, uh, a member of Asanon, And so I went to a con- convention in Germany as an Asanon member and there was a women's meeting, uh, from SA and I was really interested, uh, in that. I don't know why, but I was, I thought, well, maybe I should go and listen. And so I went there and, uh, and I could completely identify. I knew I was at the right place then. That was in 95. And I had my newcomer meeting at the convention, uh, uh, in, in Germany, then. And uh, we started a meeting in Luxembourg in 97 uh, with also friends from Germany who lived at the border at that time. Yes, yeah, thank
7: you. Thank you so much. That's very good. I, I appreciate that.
1: Next up, we have Jean T. thank you daniel
3: and, and marie paul I, i'm selfish too and i'm i'm selfish i wanted some time to thank you for your gratitude and, you. and your, your way you have uh, supported connie and i when we came to luxembourg and, and just showed us <laughs> such a great time I, I just wanted to say hi and i love you and i'm I wrote some things Hi, down. Gene. I took some notes from your gratitude today, and and uh, you know your progression of your gratitude. You know the, about the work and your and your with your mom and the relationships. That is beautiful. Thank you. You're very articulate, and I loved your share today. Thank you very much. And uh, I'm Gene Sexaholic. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Gene.
2: Thank you, (laughs) Chin.
1: Good to see you. Hi, Juan Carlos. Juan Carlos was
4: next up on my list. Yeah, thank you, Daniel. Um, Thank you very much, uh, Maribel. I appreciate, uh, and I am glad of of listening to your story, your touchy story here. Mm -hmm. Uh, I relate uh, so much with uh, your childhood. I thought it, it was a, a flop that I was born in this world. I suppose that uh, I should be born in a different place, but not here. In my family, with my, my all my acquaintances, and I thought of instead of, of suicidal uh, thoughts uh, because I have a lot of fear when I was a child of my family, my par my parents. I am the only child in my family, so I have no uh, images of other uh, boys or, or something to compare. So I remember uh, that instead of feeling fear or showing showing up fear, I was very bold, very bold in my in my behavior and also in my acting out, because he started very young, and I thought that was uh, the, the improvement of my life, uh, acting out with myself and with others. So nowadays, that uh, after more than forty-five years of being in, in hell, and now I'm in, in recovery. I have found uh, a reprieve in this fraternity. Um, every day, uh, I need to remember that uh, where I was, and that That's I fine. and I deserve to be here. So only one question, uh, Mary Paul. Uh, could you give us? Some suggestion for when the weather is 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 wrong, when there is so cloudy days and you feel bad. How do you manage with your life?
0: Thank you.
2: Well, I think uh, gratitude is really a, a good tool. Um, I think when when I sometimes I when I'm really not well. Uh, I have problems really seeing good things at that day, but then when i when I think back about what happened to me and how my life is now, I can't help feeling grateful. and so and already something is changing in my heart uh, also when when I'm really not well, what always is helpful, if I'm sharing with somebody what is really going on it helps me to 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 get some distance to um, my own negative thoughts to my own tension and it helps me to and and this helps me to make some room for something else which can really be gratitude then And, uh, and it's always after I after i have shared with somebody uh, i'm not the same i'm not at the same place i'm not feeling the same before i share and after i share i feel different and most of the time i feel, i can see my problems in a little bit a different light and this already makes me grateful because uh, because i'm no longer in my own sick mind in my negative thoughts uh, so sharing with others is very important for me also of course prayer with prayer I notice uh, when I'm not well it takes me some time often then I want to say something quickly and I want to leave either patience to sit there and and look at myself you know because when I'm sitting quiet in order to to pray, um, I uh, I'm confronted with maybe some emotions. I'm confronted with my negative thoughts. I'm confronted with my some pain in my body, and sometimes I don't like it. I, I and I want to leave. So sometimes it's important for me to stay a little bit longer than I I would I would. Um, I would leave after, I don't know, five minutes. And if I stay 10 minutes, sometimes I notice some shift in myself and I can pray in a different way than at the beginning of my prayer. So from, well, I think time in prayer and meditation is really important because I myself, I tend to do it fast and leave and I don't want to stay there because I'm not well. <laughs> so this is also one important um, think for me that i stay longer than i want if i'm when i'm praying uh, because there i can experience really shift uh, a shift in in my way of being and i think if my mind is too obsessive what's really helpful is uh, contact with another person from the program and of course if i go to a meeting if i if i Reconnect with people from recovery. It's always helpful.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: We have I have three people on my list right now: Stan, Monica, and Cathal. After that, if you have less than thirty days, please uh, raise your virtual hand or or be prepared to share. So, Stan, you're up next. Thanks, Daniel, and thanks, Marie Paul, for your share. Uh, It's definitely a powerful. share and appreciate, uh, your experience, strength, and hope. Um, uh, one topic that's been kind of echoing in a lot of my recovery work in the last few weeks has been about a gratitude list. And, um, so one of the things I've been doing in my program is putting that in my journal. I haven't been doing it every day, but putting together a list of 10 things I'm grateful for that day. And, um, a question for you was, uh, regards to your relationship that you were in, that you, that you decided to end while you were in recovery. Um, could you explain more as far as, um, what that relationship, um, I guess, I, I guess it sounds like it was a dating relationship, but uh, why or how um, your higher power um, took you out of that relationship and um, where he was leading you and um, what was some of the circumstances that led to you leaving that?
2: Um, yes, I, um, well, when I, when I, I was, uh, I was in a relationship, uh, I've never been married. So I was in a relationship when I came to SA with a, Uh, well, this friend of mine, he was also in SA, and we tried to be sober um, together without stopping dating. And um, I kind of, I I say I because I think it was really, I really worked very hard with self-will then. I I managed in some ways uh, to be sober, not to act out sexually, Uh, in this relationship, but at the same time, I was completely emotionally dependent on this man. I couldn't be on my own. I was holding on to him. Although I could see that the relationship wasn't working uh, because we had, uh, uh, I don't know, we had a lot of tension. Uh, It was also sometimes uh, verbally violent. Um and nevertheless I was holding on to it. I wasn't willing to uh you know to give it to give it to God and and ask for guidance there. I wanted it and I, I, I wanted recovery with this relationship. And of course it didn't work. And but the the relation the my contact well i i felt i st- i i got really i wasn't well you know I, I i felt uh uh i i wasn't in recovery in in some ways because i uh i wasn't admitting my powerless completely uh and i wasn't doing my recovery inconditionally unconditionally so uh i wasn't feeling well and then at some point I started focusing on another man and I left this boyfriend and I still was <laughs> I still was sober according to the definition in SA, which means I didn't have sexual contact also with this second man, but I was again it was an an emotional affair. I was completely dependent. I was um, just acting out last. and I, I didn't really see it as last. I somewhere and some somehow I knew something was wrong, and then I I just came to a I hit bottom because it didn't work. Uh, I I was just uh, not able to live my life any longer. My life became unmanageable because of this. Uh, it, Focus on on this man, and um, after I I stopped the contact, I relapsed in masturbation, and for me this was a sign that I hadn't really, um, I hadn't really gotten step one. I had really fought f- to get sober in some ways with. Wanting to hold on to my drug in some ways. And one part was really this part of my lust, which I acted out in emotional affairs, in emotional dependency. I don't know Thanks, Breen Paul. Is, uh, uh,
1: yes, that was very, very powerful. Thank you. Monica, and then Kathav. Monica, you're on.
6: Hello, Thank uh, you for the and thank you very much, Michael. Um, there is a lot of things I, I want to say, but I, I think uh, I'm going to, to say that uh, I am in a lot of gratitude for your share uh, because uh, you know I'm three years uh, sober and putting a of time I think, to to find what I have to find, that I don't know what it is. Uh, Sometimes it doesn't make any sense to be abstinent, uh, sober, but I feel better than when I was using. So you know, it makes sense in this way. And uh, all you share about the spirituality. We're losing.
1: We're losing every other word, Monica. We can't quite hear. Try, try your question again.
6: Oh, I don't have any I
1: just, I just I have a lot of gratitude I just want to say that thank you very much <laughs> thank you
3: thank Monica. you Monica <laughs> uh, Cathal thank you, Mary Paul and uh, we haven't met for a while we used to meet at the conventions which was great but it's great to see you looking so good and <laughs> so, I love to share about the musician and the master musician i think that's really nice and uh i think that's willingness like if i'm willing to turn up and willing to make some efforts with the program then god Mm -hmm. steps in and does the rest uh, but you know it's not easy i'm in in a home here where you know i'm with a wife and she doesn't really want to work any program or anything and i don't understand where she's at or anything and um it's really really difficult um so, I saved my happy family. I, I, and my wife sort of decided to, decide to go another direction with her life. And I wish her well on that, but it's uncomfortable. um But it's okay. I can deal with it and stay sober no matter what, you know. And I wish people well on their journey, wherever they're going. I don't know, but I just got to keep the focus on myself. Where am I going today? And that's sobriety. And uh I just have to jump off now and get on another Peter's Post meeting. So, good to see you and good to hear you as well. Thanks, Mary Paul.
2: Good to see you.
1: Thanks. Thanks, Kafal. And so uh, the floor is still open. We have a few more minutes for and also for people with fewer than 30 days to use the correct grammar. Nancy, I see your hand up. You've got a lot more than 30 days, but go ahead.
8: Well, I didn't know. Nobody else <laughs> jumped in.
1: That's that's okay. Jump right in, Nancy.
8: Okay. Um, thank you so much for your share. And I don't believe we've met, but I feel like we've met now because of the program. Um, I can so relate to you feeling like you wanted to kill yourself um, all the time, wanting to kill yourself. I I don't hardly remember a time when I didn't want to. Um, I, in fact, I thought everybody did. It's it's still very difficult for me to understand that there are people who don't feel like that. The time. But I'm grateful for the program that that's lifted. My question for you is you shared about a couple of um, long-term periods of sobriety. Oh, I'm Nancy, i a sexaholic from the States. Um, okay. And I wonder how you were able to bring yourself back, you know, after a chunk of time to give away sobriety, to start back again. I don't know if that's a clear question.
2: Thanks. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yes, uh, I think it's clear for me. Um, well, Although I relapsed, I had never sta- stopped going to meetings. That is one thing I'm very grateful for, too, because it helped, it helped me just to stay in some ways, uh, I, to keep up the connection with the program. Um, that is one thing. Um, the other thing is that at the same time then I... Uh, got sober in S.A., I I had actually, I had also relapsed in anorexia and um, I started also, uh, well, that was the first thing I did in 2004, that I started working uh, in a program for my anorexia and without, without having at that, um, at that time a sponsor in SA I got sober in well, my acting out format at that time was masturbation I got sober in masturbation I got sober according to the SA definition again a gift because I didn't really work on that I, I worked in order to get sober in my anorexia um, and and after a while, I noticed, uh, that I have issues with last, uh, you know, this last, you know, with looks and, uh, un- unclear limits with men and things like that. So I really felt I need a sponsor in SA too. And so I started working the program in SA a little bit later. I, I, I think it was, I can't remember now when I, when, uh, I think it was one year later or or even two years. I, I don't know, after I had become sober in w- through working the, the the other program from of anorexia. And then I started working the SA program again uh, up from the beginning. Um, because before in ninety-five I had also a sponsor and I had worked uh, I don't know, till step six, I think, uh, which I then uh, had stopped during this time of relapse. I think that uh, is this uh,
8: an answer to, oh, to your question? Yeah, definitely. I think two things that jumped out at me first was you never stopped going to meetings. No. That really jumped out. And then it also jumped out to me that. Um, you work the steps, whether it was yes. in the program or, um, I mean, I know in AA, step four is um, fears, resentments, and sex harms. You know, I don't know about other programs, but sex harms is part of your step four. So to me, it would make sense that that recovery from sexual addiction could also help take place in the middle of a food program. But going to meetings and working the steps that was that's what jumped out Thank you.
2: Mm. yeah yeah and it, it was very important at some point to really work the steps also in SA because I my I think because of this progressive victory over last I think for me it was only possible with working uh, with uh, the program with a sponsor, because then I, I had a time where I focused emotionally on the priest and things like that, and you know, and I, I was just not able to. Uh, I, I was really powerless over it. So, and it was really through working on it, working really, um, an SA program uh, that that I I experienced some freedom. Thank you. Thank you.
0: I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com